Well, welcome everyone to Honest Heels and Happy Episode 3. I am so excited to have my brother, friend, and just all overall amazing person, Pastor Jonathan Everett, here with us today. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Thank you so very much for bringing me on. And uh, hopefully something we say um, that would uh, change the perspective of, of individuals, but also enhance their narrative to be who God wants them to be. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I couldn't think of a better person to have this conversation with, because outside of you, aside from you being a pastor, which is phenomenal, you are the senior pastor of Rock of Ages Baptist Church down in New Orleans, Louisiana. We feel like we're a part of it, even though we <laughs> have our own. But, um, you know, you have a phenomenal, phenomenal story. Right. And you're you're the professional, the entrepreneurial side of who you are. Um, I don't think, I won't use the word that we don't know a lot, but we don't. And I think you should talk about it. I think your journey is one that a lot of people can resonate with, um, including myself as an entrepreneur. So I think this is going to be a great discussion. Yeah, um, I, do. I, I believe it will. Okay. Well, Let's start with the, the one of the first questions I want to ask you is about your own personal experiences, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of people confuse what window of opportunities really look like. I think people are looking for grand, you know, money to fall out the sky, overnight success. I call it popcorn success, especially in the day and age that we live in now. What are what are some of your own personal experience and what are some what were some of those window opportunities for you? Well, let me pause before I answer that question, because a few minutes ago I gave you the professional response, you know, with the introduction. <laughs> but let, let me just go ahead and give you that brotherly congratulations <laughs> on the honest healed and happy podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> um you know that that's a great question, uh Les. You know, as it relates to just understanding, you know, culturally uh, economically, spiritually, and, and where we are today as a society, you know, the thing that really kept me uh, throughout my experiences, we'll talk more about them in a few minutes, and that is the mere fact that those, you know, uh, generals in the, in the faith, generals in entrepreneurship, people who are, who are very influential around the world and affluent around the world, you know, they teach this, uh, this lesson about, you know, take the stairs, right? And no matter how many opportunities we are provided, no, no matter how innovative we are, no matter how creative we are, I, I thoroughly believe that's going to be a part of our historical narrative. And that is, you know, if you work hard at it, if you just keep, if you throw your entire self at it, right. if you put your heart into it, if you keep your hands on it, then one day that opportunity is going to come. And that's the thing that has helped me philosophically and really mentally that if I just, just stay, you know, strong in it and keep on going and reinvent myself, you know, Psalms 31, 15, of course, we got to add the Bible, right? The Bible right. says, uh, David told the Lord, he said, you know what? I'm tired of trying to do it my way. I'm tired of trying to fight opportunities and lead these people. He said, Lord, my timing is in your hand, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that is very pivotal for every person that's listening right now is that we realize everybody have a, a, a moment, a time that God will provide the opportunity for them. It's, it's up to us to be prepared for it. No, absolutely. And to your point, you know, I think I, I talk a lot about taking the stairs, too, because mm -hmm. when I as far as my own personal journey, the, the stairs, when I look back, I would have done it any other way. But the stairs, the stairs yeah. allowed me to see the windows clearly. Right. Yeah. 
And it came in the form of people. Sometimes it came in the form of criticism. Sometimes it came in the form of assistance. Um, But it was rarely tied, and I use the word strongly, it was rarely tied to money, right? Wow. I think that people have to understand that money is not an opportunity. It is not. It is more of a outcome, right? Mm -hmm. That comes with you walking, taking the right path. So what are your thoughts on that? Because there's, there's a lot of confusion about that today when it comes to walking in your purpose. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I honestly, I think purpose is the, the center theme of everything, whether it's money, whether it's marriage, whether it's ministry, whether it's anything I, I've seen, you know, I've been preaching for 25 years. And uh, so let, let me just give a little bit. Right. I, I'm the seventh child of 12 of my mother kids. Uh, you know, one day I was just re- revisiting this story just last night. Me and the D.A. were sitting down having dinner together. And I was telling him, I said, man, I remember as a 12 year old sitting in the courtroom watching my mother being sentenced or was about to be sentenced to 90 years to life. Right. And all of my brothers, all of my cousins, all of my uncles, all of them spent time in jail. I'm the only male in my family that haven't uh, spent uh, time in jail. Right. Mm -hmm. And out of all of that clutter, out of all of those different options, I had to find purpose in it all. I had to find who I was as a person. And it was hard to find that because the environment is so uh, conducive to bad behaviors, right? It's right. it's uh, it's uh, smothering to a, a large degree. It's beyond peer pressure. It's like they have to pressure you. They almost force you into a certain lifestyle. So out of all of that, I had to kind of find my purpose. And when I did find that purpose in preaching and, and all those type of things, you know, people mm-hmm. laughed at me in middle school. I had an identity crisis. I was trying to find myself. I didn't know if I want to be gangster, if I want to be who I, who I was, you know, I, I, I dabbed in selling drugs and then I had to pull back, you know, I mean, all those different type of things. And then I started pastoring the church where they had three members and I was $78,000 in the deficit. And now we're looking at over 2,500 people, part of our, our ministry around, around the country, but purpose is everything. I've seen people try to leverage ministry with marriage. I've seen people try to leverage their purpose with money. I, you know, all of these different type of things we try to overcompensate with to, right. to hide the fact that we don't know who we really are or we don't know the purpose why we're here on earth. You know, I think it's some of the most confusing seasons and times of your life. Purpose is everything to me. I, I'm, I'm pushed to the degree Thank where you. if you go back to Genesis chapter number two, the Bible said that God, right, uh, tells uh, Abel, uh, Adam, he said, listen, dominate, name this, manage this, do this. And then the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. He said, yeah. you know, the Bible said he put him to sleep and he pulled a woman out and the Bible said he made her just right for him, just right for him for what? To complete the assignment that God just gave him. So companionship is not even about just loneliness. It's not about just having somebody beside you. It's right. both persons completing one another and fulfilling the assignment that they was given by God. So purpose is everything. I, I don't know how a person can make progress without purpose, honestly. No, that, I mean, now that is a whole word. Progress without purpose is just mm-hmm. meaningless. You're not going to get there. And it's so- a, It's a level of false persistency, honestly. You know, really I, let, let me say this real fast. Since I've, you know, one of the most hurtful things I've seen recently is the influx of entrepreneurship of African-American descent, right? But I've also seen the deterioration of enthusiasm because majority of them 
reach a level of position or a level of uh, what they call influence, but it's but it's it's empty accomplishments. It's it's empty accomplishments. They they get there, they get the house, they get the car, but they they didn't prepare for the hate. They get the you know they get the marriage, they get the ring, but they didn't <laughs> they didn't prepare for the the people who come in to sue them and try to you know mm -hmm. extort their money. You know what I mean? Like like mm -hmm. th that is so hurtful to me as a as a pastor because the truth of the matter is like they work hard to get it, they just wasn't mature enough to keep it. <laughs> well, it's so funny that you say that because my next question was going to be along the lines of what entrepreneurs in particular right and we're both african-americans so we both can speak to this we're both entrepreneurs we are not being trained or taught how to maintain we are being trained how to obtain and that is the problem with i think a lot of what's happening with entrepreneurs today right the entrepreneurship this is my personal opinion mm -hmm. is designed to benefit everyone except for you yeah. right it is. It's designed to create the community around you. It's to, it's to, designed to be a better place. So what is the, because I think the problem or the thing that's missing is mindset. That is the mm -hmm. biggest issue here. Entrepreneurship requires leaders. Leadership in general requires a mindset that is not selfish. Yeah, so yeah. how would you go about giving advice to someone before they even decide what they want to own or what they want to accomplish what sort of mindset should they be developing you know so you know mindset skill set i think every person uh should really assess do they have the the, the right mindset for the skill set god has given them with the with the acceptance that the gift that god give you is not for you that's that's one of the first acceptance like it, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's uh, any form of leadership, that gift is not for you. And to hoarder that gift is to is to begin to think that it was only for you. Right. So my mindset is, you know, I, I say this. So, you know, I was in a meeting with uh, with our mayor because we was about to move our, our city hall from one location to another. Uh -huh. And it wasn't until I sat in that meeting that God ex really exposed to me who I was. I've 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 worked diligently to to be where i am to be senior advisor to our mayor to our lieutenant governor and all these different type of positions but i never understood like why i never hated on the older generation and i never kind of got down with the younger generation but i ain't hate on them though right <laughs> and it was in this one like this one meeting it was only five of us talking and why they're talking about budgetary things and stuff like that the lord told me this he said you are just a bridge and from that day, my mindset has always been my mindset. It doesn't matter who come my way, what path they come. I'm just a bridge. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times um, that people with the wrong mindset that they, they think getting rich is the goal. Getting rich is not the goal. Being whole, being wealthy, you know, uh, having security, protection, all of those things are the ultimate goal. And and I believe wholeheartedly in, in our space of entrepreneurship now for African-Americans is yeah. that our priority list keep changing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a promotion come, their priority change. You know, mm -hmm. somebody else come, you know, in their life, they throw over some of their valuables, their priority change. And I and I'm a I'm a big advocate behind priorities. What is mm -hmm. the ultimate priority, right? Mm -hmm. Like what what are that one, two, three, four, five 
uh, bullet point on your list of priorities. Who's first, right? Yeah. God never changes. That's number one. I don't care who come in my life, but this is the mindset. This is the shaping of what we call in psychology, our psychosis. This is how we operate. This is our coping mechanism stream, stream from it. Our triggers stream from it. Our boundaries, our borders, all those things stream from it. But if our mindset is not to, to the point of simplicity where it's clear, Right. Then we'll always change our list of priorities. I am fearful. Let me say this. I am fearful of people who who indulge in course correction four times a year. <laughs> I, I run from people every year. They're at a vision board meeting. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm like, man, like you ain't get that vision like two years. You didn't. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I'm, you know why their priorities has changed right you know I mean? their desires has changed but they don't have the mindset and what is that like what is that mindset that you really want out of life but that ultimately stems from purpose and i can't shy away from that like what are your stems from that purpose you know what i mean right and i mean and to your point most people don't even know what gifts they naturally have right mm, to be don't. able to uh, to run after purpose and develop the mindset that they need. I mean, I did. And I can tell you why, because they haven't <laughs> spent enough time with themselves. Well, that's that, that was my point. I actually did an exercise with adults. Medium age was probably 38, 39. And I had asked them to write down on a piece of paper, three things that they do very well without your degrees, without your titles, job experience, just what do you do really well? And it took, people a long time to answer that question and i in that moment what i summarize is you have to really get to know who you are so that you can apply those skills to what you're doing yeah. because that's how you in my opinion that's how you walk into the highest version of yourself who god has called you to be so i mean what you're saying is exactly exactly spot on and one of the other things i wanted to pivot to is Along the when you when we talk about window of opportunity, I think a lot of people miss opportunity because of being <laughs> because of having an ego, right? Mm -hmm. Because it it all works together. What we're talking about because of not knowing not knowing who you are, you don't know how to chew the meat and spit out the bones, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to constructive criticism, so because someone will say something to you, but because it's the wrong person but it's the right word at the right at the wrong time in your mind you don't listen to it and yet you miss that window of opportunity to propel yourself forward so what advice do you have for people about that in particular you know uh i, I don't know you're gonna ask me something about being happy because i really want to talk about being happy because i'm really happy yes really happy. i am gonna ask you something <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> okay okay so you know one one of the things that 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 i've discovered me personally as well as just doing my assessment with majority of entrepreneurs that 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 surround me is that you got to have guts with that gift mm -hmm. and i'm discovering a lot of people don't have they have gifts but they don't have the guts right, to really right. go after it, to really be in uh, environments that are very diverse, to be in environments that don't look like you, don't talk like you, really hate you to a, a large degree, really to a great degree, don't want you to really succeed. It right. was one time that I sat down with seven billionaires at a house, uh, one of my friends. And, and to be honest with you, that was one of the most fearful times I've ever had to experience a, a, a conversation because I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about. I ain't, I ain't never had Brussels sprouts. 
<laughs> like I never had that on my bologna sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we sitting here talking about stuff that was to me, it was irrelevant to my upbringing. But at the same time, I had to have the guts to sit there and to endure some of their subliminals. I had to have the guts to sit there and listen okay. to them, you know, degrade us regionally, not just for the city of New Orleans, talking about how we're not hitting the march and how, how we're not, you know, keeping the black dollar in the, in the, in the community. And all. I mean, I had to have the guts to stay there. And then at the end, had to had to spill my case because out of all of our callings, we have to have the courage to undergird that thing, that, right? And is. so I thoroughly believe that mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is we have a lot of people who have great gifts and great callings, but they don't have the guts or the courage to be in those environments. And and I, I'm gonna say this, and and I've been saying this for a, a long time. The day that I woke up and discovered nobody owed me nothing. Yep. Nobody. <laughs> it changes your life. Listen, Change. listen. Hear, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> the day that I woke up, my work ethic went to like 10 million, right? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. day I woke up and I was like, you know what? Man, nobody owed me nothing. Yeah, not the oh, thing. Oh, man. Listen, from sun up to sundown. I'm 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 going about doing what I'm supposed to do because I realized ain't nobody owe, nobody owed me nothing nope. and I'm not waiting on nobody to give me nothing. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. I don't hit on nobody and I don't wait on nobody. <laughs> you <heard> me? <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? I, I ain't heard you. And I ain't waiting on nobody. Serious man. In whatever room I gotta walk in, I'm walking in that room with uh with the ability to code switch to really understand that this room have something for me. But I also have something for this room. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny that you say that because I have always had a similar approach, right? Yeah. With my own experiences. The only way I was able to go from A to B was because of courage. You yeah. have to have courage to sit in the room. I'm I'm a great speaker, right? I know that about myself, but just because I'm a great speaker doesn't mean someone's going to push me into the room where my speaking will be identified, where you will notice it. So I had to I had to learn how to become uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm, be courageous mm -hmm. and be uncomfortable at the same yeah. time. Because yeah. I think going back to what you were saying, a lot of people feel that in order for success to bubble forth, they have to feel comfortable about the environment. And it's the exact opposite. The very exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. And even in that, once you develop that courage and you're in that uncomfortable space, you got to learn how to maintain in that space and realize mm -hmm. not one person is going to make this comfy for you. It's meant to be uncomfortable. So I really like that you said that. And I do want to go back to what you said about happiness hold because... on before we get to happiness i have to okay. say that you know, this is me and you so let's just talk you understand <laughs> they listening to me and you right so you know when when the bible said you know i gotta put the bible in there put the bible in there you know the bible <laughs> that joshua was about to take over for moses the bible didn't say that god gave him a list of instructions what he had to live up to in order to fulfill moses shoes or to be better than right. moses all he told him was hey man I'm going to be with you like I was with Moses. And all right. you have to do is be very courageous. That's all I want you to be. That's, he, no, listen, I'm going to be with you to take care. And I think, not that I think I know that we're living in a society where people are asking man for God's and asking God for man stuff, right? Yeah. God say, I'm going to take care of opening doors for you. I'm going to take care of going before you, behind you. I'm going to take care of being around. All you have to do 
is have the courage. Now I'm starting to feel the Holy Ghost on the podcast. All you have to do is have the courage just to keep going, right? Yeah. Just to keep going. And let me just continue with that narrative. The Bible said that when Moses was on that rock and everybody talk about some, you know, Joshua was going to be next. Why Joshua wasn't up there holding his arm. Joshua was down there in the valley fighting with a couple of men right and for somebody who needs to hear this courage is embedded in confidence it is that's not arrogance you know and i think this society has redefined and misunderstood arrogance right Right. and misunderstood what confidence is confidence is being aware of who you are that's all it is yeah (laughs) yeah i was I was recently a couple of weeks in the meeting with the CEO of, of Essence and uh, the president and all these people that was in there. I mean, it was a couple of people, but it was like big time engineers and all. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only preacher in the room and no, you know, nobody's asking a question. So I grabbed the microphone. I was like, hey, I, I'm a stakeholder up in here, too. Let's talk. Um, I, I need to be. That's what. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I can I can add to this narrative, amplify your add. message. I can do yeah. all of those things just as much. And so we foster that relationship. Why? Because I had the confidence and the courage to say, I'm just as important as everybody else in this room. That's exactly right. That's exactly, Absolutely. exactly right. And that's why, that is why you're on here because I think that it is very important for today's generation to hear how to hone your skills, right? You, you know what your gifts are because everybody can be like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. But when it comes to making themselves uncomfortable, right, Uh, uh, having courage and maintaining courage, because we always talk about acquiring it, but we don't teach each other how to sustain it. That's important because each level you go on, each stair that you climb, you're going to have to acquire a different level of courage in order to get to the next one. So and and that has that's that that has everything to do with not who's in your crowd, not who's in your circle, but who's in your corner. That's right. That, is that so has right. everything to do with who you rubbing up against, right? Like, like I spend, I tell people all the time, everybody's not a Monday con. I do not talk to certain people on Monday. Mm-mm. I talk to them on Tuesday, but Monday we ain't talking. Why? Monday I need to rub up against people who gonna give me that 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 courage and give me that that word of encouragement to say, man, tackle this week. No, go right. kill this week. This right. your week. We gonna right. take this week. All your blessings that you believe in God for, it can happen this week. Are right. you prepared for it this week, right? I, so, you know, I, I am very cautious about who I talk to on Monday because that person have the opportunity to speak into my week. Well, that is the lonely part of walking through your window of opportunity that people yeah. don't understand. They, yeah. That is the part that people are not prepared for. The fact that you cannot have conversations with the same people you had conversations before. And it has no. less to do with them and more to do with what's necessary for you. Yeah. And I'm I'm so glad you say that because even when as I'm climbing up this ladder that I'm on right now, on this journey of entrepreneurship, there has been a lot of people who have been confused by my behavior but i can't talk to everybody i don't let, need to let, talk let, to me, everybody. let me throw something else in that and so when we talk about this word vulnerability vulnerability is not a season it's not a mm-hmm. month it's not no, meeting right. a mate vulnerability has everything to do when you have relaxed when you've broken down those walls to be able to allow a person to intimacy enter into you and see right? right so even throughout the day i don't talk to certain people because i'm vulnerable i know not to talk to certain people when I'm, I'm just telling you, like, no. if, if I'm unable to protect my own emotional, uh, my emotions from emotional damage, right, yes. and, and protect my 
my holistic approach to life, then I, I'm a wreck, man. Right. Listen, right. you have to protect all of those different, because when you're dealing with entrepreneurship, that's a conglomerate of emotions you deal with every day. Every there day. are all kind of thoughts you're dealing with per day. And every I'm day. being careful who I talk to when I'm vulnerable because I might be casting pearls to swines. Right. I might be giving away my intelligent prop, my intellectual property. Mm -hmm. I right. might be giving them stuff that I'm supposed to hold on to at that moment, but because I'm so vulnerable and they just so happen to be on the phone because I don't know who need to hear this, but wherever your mind go, your mouth follow. <laughs> so when a person's sitting there and you be like, I just met you, but I told you all my business. Yeah, because your mind was there. Your mind was there. So you didn't told everything that was on your mind through your mouth, the abundance of the heart, the mouth mm -hmm. speak. And so I'm, I'm very cautious about who I'm around when my mind go there, mm -hmm. because then my mouth start articulating what my mind is thinking. Right. That's good. Let me go write that down because I'm going to use that on the <laughs> You need to write that down. So listen, you, you made me think of something else, right? And mm -hmm. this wasn't even in my notes at all. This is this is something that's been on my mind for a while. So this is a good thought. You know, mm -hmm. today, a lot of the younger generation is being taught to lead, walk, maneuver through life with their emotions, right? And I want to put this disclaimer out there because I am a huge advocate of counseling, right? Yeah. I have a counselor myself. I know the importance of it. I know the benefits of it, right? But how would you convey to the younger generation the fine balance of not allowing your emotions to miss to, to your emotions to guide you and then possibly miss your window of opportunity? Because you're creating more of a safe space for how you feel versus what you need to do. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So we're living in a society that has been taught how to release, but don't know how to redeem. So, you know, in our, when we was coming up, okay, if you drop something off the floor, blow it off and eat it. Mm -hmm. God made dirt, dirt, don't put it in your mouth, make it work. We're living in a society, if they drop it, they just throw it away. Mm -hmm. So they've been taught to release but they are not taught how to handle things that you can't let go, right? Mm -hmm. So their emotional stamina is totally off. Today's society, if you tell them no, they won't jump over the bridge. Mm -hmm. If you deny them for a loan, they feel like their dreams can't come true. Right. If you tell them not right now, they take that as a negative connotation. I'm right. just saying not right now. But we were taught how to be assertive, tenacious, aggressive, and, and to go after things, even when I've been told no, I can get 99 no's. All I need is one yes. One. That's in our philosophy. You get what I'm saying? So, so emotionally right now, I would suggest to, to this generation to learn, don't miss this, how to feel their feelings. Mm -hmm. We were taught how to feel our feelings. And I'm not saying that that uh, everybody wasn't taught, but I am saying we are living in a world that has become one world now, right? Mm -hmm. At one time we was coming up, we didn't know what was going on in California. I'm talking like I'm old, but one time we didn't know what <laughs> yes. was going on. At one time I didn't know what was going on in St. Louis, but now because of the emotional the emotional trauma that is going on, and I've been talking about this as it relates to mental health for a while now, is that we're living in a society that has untreated trauma on all levels. All levels. Not yep. not just not just I come out the project. Now we had it in a project real bad, but now it's everywhere because that kid who's watching that phone now get to see 
dead bodies in the street. There was a time when I was coming up, the police wouldn't let children around the crime scene or exactly. they would hurry up and cover the body before you see the blood or exactly. the person's brains blew out, blew out. But now they can rewatch these videos over and over and they don't know that that is that the more they absorb that, the more right. and more they are causing their emotions to become so numb that they don't even feel nothing anymore. Right. They don't even feel what it means to love a person no more. They don't even, right. they start, they're so emotional that they could just be driving and crying for no reason at all. You're like, what's wrong with you? They're yes. like, oh, you know why? Because they didn't dumped all of that stuff inside and right. haven't had a, a moment to release it or had a moment or an activity or a hobby that is conducive to, to really help them regain and refuel. And I believe a whole lot of people just running on empty and they don't have any gas stations that's helping them to refuel. <laughs> not a one, not yeah. a one. And yeah. I, and I've told people exactly this, right. Who have come to me for, you know, guidance or mentorship. I've told them, are you happy? Right. Because that's, that Ooh. that question Ooh. i tell anybody before you walk into entrepreneurship or leadership of any kind right everybody wants to dive head first into it everybody thinks that they're they can do it especially if they see someone who looks like them from the same neighborhood oh it's accessible if you're doing it i can do it and the first question i always ask is are you happy and people ask me why are you asking me that i'm coming to you about leadership i'm coming to you about entrepreneurship because happiness is an essential key to the sustainable environment that you need to create. It's yeah. a sustainable environment. So what are your thoughts on happiness <laughs> in evaluating? <laughs> so, all right. So one day, right, I, I'm, 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 in, uh, I'm in the mayor's office and uh, one of her assistants knew me. He, he said, he, so I just sat down in the chair and he looks at me, right? Mm -hmm. And he asked me the same question. That's why I was laughing just now. He looks at me. He said, Pastor, he said, man, we see you, you know, giving away thousands of dollars, 40,000 and feeding the people. He said, he looked, he said, but are you happy? That was the first time in my life that I could not articulate how I felt. Mm -hmm. Or that's the first time in my life. I couldn't even come up with a line, you know, like a storyline to really, you know, kind of facade that I wasn't. But when he asked me that, I drove home that day thinking to myself, am I really happy? Mm -hmm. Right. Am I really doing what I want to do? Am I really going to sleep with the decisions that I feel as though I made for the best interest of of my life? And from that day forward, I started doing things that made me happy. Right. Mm -hmm. I go eat at restaurants that I want to go eat at. I went to start, you know, bowling. If I want to go bowling in the middle of the day, go shoot pool. If I want, you know, one of the things I've started doing and I do it very frequently, I go canoeing a lot. Why? Because that makes yeah. me happy. Right. Okay. I go go out there and, and watch the little turtles and, you know, I've been all them people for pictures because <laughs> they be taking wedding pictures and <laughs> Have <laughs> you taking weird pictures at oh. Cafe Du I'll be in the back. Y'all probably see me a lot of people pictures. I'll be back <laughs> with a little hat on, just going to strolling down. They'd be canoeing down. Why? Because I'm in a space now that I'm discovering I'm I'm more creative being happy. I'm uh I'm more uh I initiate uh more when I'm happy. I I I don't know, I, I think better. When I'm happy, I, I don't mm -hmm. like the old me, like, mm -hmm. like, you know, that sad, bad old me, aggressive, uh, yep. hateful old me. I really like the happy side. So, you know, my suggestion to every person is to dig deep inwardly 
to discover what really make you happy and watch this. Some of my differences are the thing that I had to embrace to know how happy I could be. Those things that I said, man, that's weird. Yep. Like canoeing, right? When I grew up, you come, you you go to the project and tell the homies. I'm not telling them that. Man, we, you know, we go sit on the railing or we go shoot marbles and be like, hey, man, you know what? Today I'm going canoeing. Canoeing? Canoeing. You know, so me and my son are uh, play tennis, right? We'll we'll pick a day. I went and brought some tennis racks and a lot of tennis ball. You go, you go back to them boys on the block and say, "Hey, man, I'm, let's go. You want to go play a couple round of tennis?" <laughs> you know? They're not coming. So I had to embrace some of those things that I thought was weird that I really wanted to do, and I just start tapping into in, into what I love, art. I go walk around and look at art for a couple of hours and turn my phone off and, and just watch and, and just see the, the maturation of colors and, and all those type of things. Well, it's so funny that you say that because, I mean, if you read articles, there's studies, there's all of this scientific research to prove that actually taking time away from whatever you're doing and doing something completely different is actually a big part of diving into your hidden potential. Wow. Um, and that's, I'm actually reading a book right now by Adam Grant about hidden potential. And that's a big part of the storyline, which is knowing when to take a step back and rejuvenating and, mm. and saying, I need time for me doing something, playing Tetris, doing, like you say, going canoeing, totally different from what you're doing day to day is really, really important. So I, I like what you said about happiness in the beginning, right? Asking yourself, are you happy? One of the other things that I want to touch upon, because window of opportunities are great, right? Once you realize that they're there and you're, you're walking through there, through them, and we, we're, we're good with them, we're comfortable with them, I think we never think about those around us, right? Because yeah. sometimes we don't realize, and I'm talking about our immediate family members. Yeah. I think sometimes we don't ask ourselves, can our family handle this window of opportunity. I'll go a little deeper. Can your marriage handle this window of opportunity? Can your children handle this window of opportunity? And so a lot of people forget to assess that. Along, you know, along your life and your journey, how did you assess that for yourself? So that I had to really differentiate whether or not this is just going to be a benefit to my family or literally make them better. That's what they had to ball down to, right? Because, you know, I am guilty of uh, thinking or assuming they understand, or mm -hmm. I am guilty of saying, as long as I give them some 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 fifty yard line tickets or some floor seat courtside tickets, they'll be fine with it. Mm -hmm. Or I, I was of the the mindset, as long as I just do this or do that, then then they'll 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 be okay with missing me and and I don't mind being transparent and I say this so you know one time I was preaching and, and I hope this helps somebody one time I was I preached Monday Tuesday Wednesday in uh Gulfport Mississippi mm -hmm. drove to uh New Orleans airport got on a plane flew to Fredericktown uh Fredericktown or Fredericktown uh Pennsylvania mm -hmm. preached Thursday and Friday flew back home uh, Saturday morning for my son's birthday party. Uh, I, I paid for uh, 75 kids to go to the, to the wave pool and, and all kind of food and cake and all that type of stuff. And, and, and I'm not going to cry, but at about two o'clock, I walked to the gate to tell my son I'm about to leave. 
because I had to catch the flight at five to get back to uh, New Jersey so I can preach in Atlantic City on Sunday for eight, ten, and three o'clock. He said, he, uh, he come to the gate and I said, Hey man, all right, man. Happy birthday. I'm about to get ready to, I'm about to get ready to get out. He said, you about to leave. Mm. And, and his whole aura, everything about him just is like, he was happy majority of the day and just like everything just shut down. And I was like, Ooh, from yep. the time I left and I was like, and, and, and in my mind I was wrestling but but I paid for everything and I was here and I mm-hmm. spent thousands of dollars to make sure that I'm here and, and such and such and such. <sighs> Boy, that thing hung me to this day. And from <laughs> that day, it literally I was on that plane crying like a baby all the way back to, to New Jersey. And, and from that day, I intentionally right yes. now, I miss church. If my son decide right now he want to play basketball. And and there's no other way that they, they just gotta play on Wednesdays. I'm gonna be at his basketball game. <laughs> I know that's right. Flat out. You, Flat you get out. what I'm saying? Like I would never want to experience that emotion again. Never right. in my life. I don't even wish that somebody ex- experienced that so they can learn. But what I discovered is now when I see windows of opportunities, the first question I ask is, will this make them better around me, or will this just be a benefit to them? Yep. 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 I totally understand. I totally. And I tell people all the time, you know, even with us being in ministry now, our first ministry is our family. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't care what's happening. And and you have to look at it from that standpoint. And the reason why I think that's so important. And I think that we we've touched on this well, is that I think people think more about themselves. Right when they are presented with opportunity and less about those who it actually directly impacts the most. So I, yes. I look at you being vulnerable and honest on the yeah. honest. Hey man, that, listen, that, that, that almost <laughs> took me out there. Nah, I'm about to say, cut, 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 Well, we won't drag you out no more. I, I really genuinely appreciate <laughs> all your words of wisdom and everything you've added today to this platform. If you had any closing words for the listeners, what would they be? Um, I will go right back to, to that family dynamic. I think there's a leader in every person that's listening to me right now. I just think we do a horrible job and I'm speaking me personally. I've used to do, I used to do a horrible, horrible job stewarding other people. Trust. Mm-hmm. Now that I, I'm in a space that I am now, whenever, you know, the governor, anybody called me, the first question I asked myself, how would this affect my son? Yep. Like, would it affect his school time? Like, uh, can he learn something from this? Right. Yep. And then I'm starting to think about my mother and, and I start thinking about my brothers and stuff like that. So if, if anything, and this ain't just preachy or, you know, spiritual, but if anything, I would tell you really, really think about that. Cause when whatever door you walk into, you're not just walking in that door by yourself. You're taking somebody with you, whether you're single or whether you say, I don't have nobody. You don't think you have nobody, but there's more on your side than there are against you. And when you walk through that door, I can promise you there's somebody you're going to think about why, why they are not with me right now and why I left them behind, right? All of us have that regret. All of us have that regret. Right now, I still think about some doors I went through that I should have took some people with me, but because I was trying to seize the moment, right? Right. Because I thought that the moment wasn't going to happen until I walk in there, 
I had to pull myself back and now I'm, I'm more conscious now, you know, anybody, you know, you know, uh, your husband, right. Uh, 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 pastor Anton Muhammad, when, when, when you always here, thank you all. Uh, I want to say this publicly. Thank you all for being here with me, uh, uh for the passing of my sister. Right. And when y'all come, when y'all came down, the president of Dillard university said, pastor, you know, we still on the calendar to meet. Do you want to cancel? I said, no, I want cancel. And you know what I did? I said, man, hey, bro, come come ride with me to go meet with the president because I'm thinking, I'm conscious now about doors I walk in and who can benefit from it, whether he partnered with Dillard down here or whether he talked to another president of another HBCU or whether she refer him to another. It doesn't matter. Right. I'm more conscious now. And so that's that was my purpose for doing this. So just be conscious about the people that's around you and stop, you know, walking around thinking they just should understand, right? right. Just just make sure that they they are better because of the window of opportunity and not just receive benefits from it. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're a busy man, <laughs> but I appreciate you. I hope everyone. Well, thank you so out, much. You're welcome. I hope everyone checks out this episode. Um, we've got a lot of great guests coming up. Check us out. I think I'm on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. So check, 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 check me out. <laughs> and thank you again, Pastor Everett. It's my joy. Thank you so very much. <laughs> All right, let me stop this. John, that was good. <laughs>